Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day out there. Everyone listening on the podcast, on the audio-only version, hopefully having a great run. The weather is changing here in Chicago. It was unseasonably warm for my run today. I ran in half tights and arm sleeves in a singlet today, believe it or not. Um, but I think if I were to go run in the evening today, I'd probably have to get back into my fall or winter running attire. Hopefully, when you're listening to this and running, it's the uh, the warmer rather than the cooler of the temps. And for everyone uh, watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you guys are relaxing, sitting back with a recovery beverage. I've got freshly brewed cup of afternoon coffee, and I'm very excited about it. Today here in Chicago, it is a conference day, so the kids are here. They're uh, playing with a hot glue gun, precariously close to all the camera equipment over here, so we'll see how it goes. I think they're going to be fine. They're experts at the hot glue gun, but um, that's what's going on here. After the live stream today, I've got to go pick up some pizzas because we're going to bring some pizzas over for the teachers and their uh, student conferences and stuff that they got going on today. Uh, it's kind of like a, not a potluck, but the parents are helping out the teachers and bringing a bunch of food for them to eat. And I'm going to get some pizzas and we ordered a couple of extra pizzas for us to have for dinner too. So it's a win-win situation. All right. Let's see who we got here in the chat. We got Martha coming in from Baja, California. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure it's not wintry mix weather conditions down there. I'm very jealous. Koberzit uh, Co says, happy Wednesday. And Ines says, hi, Kaboozie, everybody. Just had a steady 5K with Pip. Awesome. I had a 5K today as well. And I'm going to ring the PR bell for me today. Because today, I did the first leg of the ASICS Ekadin Relay. I'm on a team with Emily Heller. Uh, FOD runner with Andy and Ed Bud, and uh, the four of us are running it back. Last year we did the Ekadin relay, and this year we did it too. Today I did my 5K leg, and I came in at a personal best, which was hard to believe given some of the hard efforts that I've been putting in or longer runs that I've been putting in. So I came in at 19.02 for the 5K for me, which uh, bested my previous 5K best, which was from just a couple of weeks ago. 1905 so feeling good about that i think hopefully it bodes well um as we head into cim awesome um philip Bourne says good day everyone just returned from a 10k post work run with laura awesome and so quiet in the forest and almost full moon as well that's nice very cool good to see the dogs are getting some mileage in uh trevor holtzman says co nice run this morning hopefully 5k pb bodes well for cim i i think i think it does because it's you know it's not like it's i mean i guess it's three weeks out it's not um two weeks out or one week out so i think that you know give myself some rest uh don't mess up the taper too much you know i i mean i have one more week of work i've got a 10k that i'm gonna do also for the ekadin relay i'm probably gonna do that as more of a threshold effort um but i don't know i think my threshold effort is gonna be be somewhat close to my 10k pr from earlier this year which i haven't run a 10k in since it was about this temperature but on the other side of the summer so we'll see how that goes um but you know it's not going to be on a lot of rest and it's gonna be on some tired legs so we'll see um and then we'll get into like one more long run and then taper mode and then hopefully i won't screw things up so a little bit more work to do all right let's keep scrolling down guys sorry if i've uh if i've missed anyone um oh 
Brendan Cam's here. What's going on, Brendan? He says, why, hello there, good people. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome, Brendan. Uh, Lou Klein says, it's supposed to be nice and warm in New York City tomorrow and then freezing on Friday. It's that time of year, right, where the weather just swings drastically. And uh, as, um, as a parent, I am very keen. I mean, this is something that my wife and I were always like very aware of beforehand, but we're even more so aware of it once we, once we had kids that were in the school. Um, whenever there's these wild temperature swings, everybody gets sick. So it's just like every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's going to be nice weather for a day. I used to re like really enjoy it. Now I kind of like fear them because I know like sniffles and coughs are coming because uh, it's always no one knows how to dress for those wild temperature swings. So hopefully in New York, it's not too bad of a temperature swing for you. Jason says it's a crazy day here, temp dropping all day long, and it's going to be cold tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Crossley says pizza. Sounds good right about now. Yeah. Um, we're ordering from a pizza place that I normally don't order from. Uh, it's because it's mainly because it's a little bit further away. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm not really sure how I'd describe their style. They call, they have a deep dish, but they call it pan pizza. They call it like pan pizza in parentheses, deep dish. So that to me would kind of signify that it's more maybe, uh, a hint of Detroit style in there, but um, they also do like a regular thin-ish crust, um, and they cut it party cut because you're into the, those annoying squares, which I detest. But um, I think it works for large gatherings, like if you're going to bring a whole bunch of pizzas for some teachers to eat. Um, so uh, that's why we're going there. Plus, that particular pizza place uh, has been involved with the school and doing like, you know, order pizza night on like a Thursday and they'll donate money. It's like a fundraiser. They'll donate some money to the PTO or to the school. So, you know, I want to support the people that are supporting us. And uh, the pizza's pretty good. It, the thin crust isn't as thin as like Emo's in St. Louis. It's not like ketchup on a cracker. Um, so it's a pretty decent thin crust. It's, it's a thicker pizza as far as thin crusts go. So I kind of, I think it's all right. But anyway, all pizza's good pizza, if you ask me. So I'm excited to have it for dinner. <laughs> Very, very excited. Uh, Gavin Elowitz wants to know how old are the kids? I can't find the time to run with two toddlers at home. Two toddlers is tough. I've got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. Um, nine going on 16. She's very independent. Um, and so uh, almost deceptively still. So sometimes I feel like I don't have to do anything for her. But I keep forgetting that she's nine. But she's very independent. And the five-year-old, um, she's like the, a little boss. Uh, kind of like uh, we really like the boss baby movies. Um, she's definitely like a little boss baby running running the household from her five-year-old vantage point um, it does get easier once the kids get a little bit older because then certain things like you know like you know my wife doesn't travel that hasn't traveled that much for work you know lately um but you know before it was like oh this is gonna be tough when am i gonna get in a run because i can't like leave the kids unattended now i don't i don't think i have run and left the kids alone maybe i have done that before now I don't, I don't think I have, but I think I could probably, you know, like in the morning, you know, just tell the baby, like, if you need something, your sister's here, you know, and if there's any other problem, they could always like FaceTime me from an iPad. So th those kinds of things make it a lot, a lot easier. And we're not doing school activities or like after school extracurriculars now, but starting January, we're probably going to get them back into extracurricular activities. They're at an age where it's not like daddy and me anymore, or like, 
where they like really want me to watch them the whole time. So it's going to be like drop off situation, drop them off and then go run some errands for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes while they're in classes or like swim class or gymnastics or whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that too. That should make things a little bit easier. I think, it, it, you know, it, it gets easier. Gavin, it does. Uh, Ray Sullivan's Happy Joggers here. Says, hello, everyone. The New Balance Fresh Run More version 3s are in. He's going to do a six-miler tomorrow in them. It's a good shoe. It's a lot of shoe, but I think it's a really good shoe. Hopefully, you enjoy them, Ray. All right. Brendan's got a question for me. He says, in the winter layering video, you mentioned the Gore-Tex Infinium jacket is your go-to for the hardest of conditions. How do you find it for rainy and wet snow days? Um, the way I think of any kind of like rain layer is like, you know, you know, eventually you'll get wet if it's like super, super wet out, you know? Um, and once you hit that point in the Gore Infinium, it is not great, but I feel like it holds it off for a really, really long time. And so like the thing about rainy slash wet snow days, it usually means the temperatures are a little bit higher. So like, it's not as like dire as if like I had somehow like gotten doused with water and it's like, you know, zero degrees Fahrenheit. You know, that's a completely different story. That'd be like, that, that could be really, really dangerous, really fast. Um, but for wet snow, um, I think it does really well. It kind of like slides off of it really well. Um, and it doesn't absorb into it at all. So like, I feel like that jacket is amazing. If you get the thing the, here's the thing about that jacket. Like if you, get just like a um like some of the path project long sleeve shirts like that tensile fibers or like a merino long sleeve um or the stuff that john g uses for theirs uh their long sleeves um so something that's more than like a not just polyester um and uh, something that's not just cotton i can run with just that long like a long sleeve and that gore infinium jacket in super crazy cold conditions and so like i just enjoy that a lot um, because then you're not like super over bundled up uh, and it helps with kind of like moisture management in that way. The only problem is the moment you stop, you better get inside, you know? So that's like the, the drawback is cause like you're not, you don't need a lot of layers to run with, but when, because you're going so lightweight, the, the heat also goes away, um, once you stop moving. So that's the thing I would keep an eye out for. Philly farm says, Hey, from Kansas city, Missouri. Same kind of weird weather today, 70 degrees Fahrenheit yesterday and just dropping back into 30s. That's a swing. That is a temperature swing. We had like, it was like 62 degrees here today and I don't know what we'll be at tomorrow. I think, I think 30s, but going from 70s to 30s is super, super crazy. Um, let's see. Colin McRae says, question. Um, in your review in the Vomero 16, you mentioned the tongue being a sweat absorber. I'm curious, do shoemakers make moisture wicking shoe tongues? Um, I mean, some materials uh, do better than others. I think, yeah, I mean, I think the answer is yes, right? So some of the thinner tongues will be perforated with mesh, which is gonna help remove some of the uh, moisture and let more air in there. And so I don't know if they're gonna be, I mean, they're not made out of the same thing as like, running t-shirts are made out of but they're good there are certain materials that you can certainly pick that are going to help air out the shoe a little bit more like the shoe video that i did today uh for the wave rebellion that material that's on the tongue is super thin and i feel like uh 
once it gets wet, uh, I feel like it will be able to evaporate really quickly from there. And so I think that that would be a really good shoe for hot temperatures, at least as far as the tongue. The rest of the shoe, the engineered mesh, I think it's going to be a little bit on the warm side. But as far as the tongue goes, I really like it. So there are tongues that can be that way. But I don't really worry too much about that. What I do worry about is when it just feels like there's like a literal sponge on, on, the, on the top of the foot. That just gets hot. And I don't think it's that comfortable. So that's maybe that's just me. Uh, Liam Mahoney says, hello from Montreal. Tracked my b-ball game last night, and I ran a total of 10K. Really? Would, so you just you, did you have like a foot pod on and, or your steps? Is that what it was? Like a step counter? That's pretty funny. I know my dad, my dad still golfs regularly. Um, and uh, you know the funny thing about my dad and golf? Uh, he always golfs with people. I, I think it's because, like, you know, he's retired, but he's, um, I think he's a little bit younger than some of his other, I, I don't know. I mean, he's been retired for a while now, but, like, it seems like all of his golfing buddies are a lot older than him. I don't know if he does that on purpose. It's almost, it almost seems like he's doing it on purpose. But anyway, uh, I know my dad always tracks, like, how far he's, how, how many steps he's taken and stuff, um, while he's been golfing. Um, but I think a lot of golfers, I don't think he's unusual in that way. But I've never thought about doing it for a basketball game. That's gonna be tough. I mean, that's a hard 10K because you're you're going at such explosive speeds. Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? And Martha says, congrats, Kofuzi on your PR. You're honing in on 19 or sub-19, but what shoes? We all want to know. You know, I think that like Strava had me at 1848 for the 5K. So you know how it like tells you like when you've done like a you know a new PR? And so like the 1902 number that I got is what I like clicked on using the RunKeeper app and the app tells you to like run a little bit extra in case there's like gps discrepancies you know you ever had that where you're like you ran exactly like six miles and then you go look on strava later and then it says 5.99 like that kind of thing so i i clocked it at 1902 and i'll go by that but um strava had my 5k at 1848 um which seems way off but uh it seems a little bit generous but um, the shoes were the Metaspeed Sky. So I was doing the Asics Ekaden. So I was like, oh, let's get some Asics, Asics running shoes on in here. Uh, on, I think I'll do Friday for the 10K that I got to run for the second leg I'm running. I'll probably do the Magic Speed for that one. It's a little bit longer of a race. But those Metaspeed Sky still treating me really, really well. As I was running the 5K, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I should, I, maybe I should run CIN of these because I just really enjoy that shoe so much. Emil Rzaev says, what are the widest and lightest carbon-plated shoes you have ran in? I think the lightest would be like the Skechers Speed Elite. Is that one? It has a, it's not really a carbon plate. It's an H plate. That's probably the lightest one. Uh, the widest one is probably either the Carbon X2 or the um, uh, Hyperion Elite 2, version 2. That, one. that, one, that one's got a really wide base to it. Um. Mm -hmm. all right martha wants to know how long would the remaining long run be hopefully only about 12 miles yeah I, the more i've been thinking about it the more i've been shrinking it last week i was thinking oh, i'll probably run like 18 miles and then like the following day i was like maybe 17 and i think i'm like today i was like i don't know if i'm gonna run much more than 15 so it'll be short um so Probably somewhere, probably somewhere between 13 and 15 with some marathon paces in there, just again, to get one last 
taste of it at an extended period um, just to make sure my body is like not, it's just very, I just want my body to be bored with that pace and just feel like it's really easy. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how I feel in the morning. If, you know, if I get out there and it's just like, feels hard, run some easy paces. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll just mix it up. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I don't want to like start tapering. I don't want to take my foot off the gas too soon, you know? So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Jackie Mai getting ready for Philadelphia says taper week is tough. I feel like a potato. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I get really nervous about the taper where I've been thinking that, like, ah, finally, after next Sunday, I'll be able to, like, relax and recover. But I'm like, mm, I, I did I did better getting ready for Chicago this time tapering while and for a lot of the races that I did all throughout this year while still doing, like, little tiny baby workouts, you know, Not, like nothing faster than threshold pace, um, a lot of just race pace stuff. Um, and, uh, I feel like I'll probably do that. So that way I don't get that potato feeling. Cause I feel like that's hard to shake. And then like mentally, I feel like it's a hurdle, you know? So like my last workout I think is going to be, I think the Wednesday before CIM. Uh, and I think I mentioned it to you guys, I'll be in Austin and, um, I think I'm going to, a, uh, an event with a brand to test out a spike. Um, it's it's not a brand new spike. I think it was out for a lot of the trials and for the Olympics, but I've never been in a Hoka spike before, so it looks nice. Um, so I'm excited about it, and it's like a little. I think they're gonna put us through a little track workout for it, so we'll see. I'll, I'll just use that as to kind of like you know one last way to keep things fresh. Dinosaur is here. Says hi. Trying to buy a running watch for my spouse. Saw your video on the Grit X Pro. But it's the same price as the Vantage V2. What's different, better? DC Record Maker said the lap button has two to three seconds lag. Help. Thanks. Um, you know, I maybe the lap button does have a bit of a lag. I've never really noticed it. Um, I mean, nothing that I do is really that precise. Um, but I like the Vantage V2 more um, because it's lighter weight. And I run primarily on roads. I do some cycling, some swimming. Uh, I do some trail running. Um, but the bigger difference for the GridX Pro is uh, the compass features. Well, does the Vantage V2? I don't think the Vantage V2 has compass features or maps. Um, and so the turn-by-turn -turn directions, you can load in a route onto your watch um, and, and run that way. Uh, it's a little bit cumbersome to do. Uh, to be honest with you, but uh, it saved my butt for that half trail half marathon that I did because I was just like uh, I, there were no course markings or the course markings weren't that great, um, and I was just running off of the watch beeping at me uh, the entire time, and I was able to guide a bunch of us uh, to the finish that way. So I think that's like the main thing. If you're spending a lot, of, there's battery life difference as well, but if you're spending a lot of time in trails doing trail running. Um, or hill training, then I would go with the Grid X Pro. But if you're doing a lot of road work, then I would I would go with the Vantage V2. I'm running with the Grid X Pro right now, but um, the Vantage V2 has kind of been my favorite. Mm. All right, let's see. Uh, Sean Devlin says, any interest in the Takumi Sen 8 dropping in a few weeks? I love the Audio 6, so I'm tempted. Not sure about the rods though. Um, you know, I know that some of you guys love the Takumi Sen series. Um, 
I was looking at it. Was I looking at that? I forget what else I was. Maybe I was looking at the Takumi Sen. I forget which Adidas shoe I was looking at, but I think it was a Takumi Sen. But it was like a 12 millimeters of stack height in the forefoot of Light Strike, right? I don't think there's boost in that one. Is there? I can't remember. Um, but 12 millimeters of stack height is a little bit low for me. So like for my for me, the use case would be pretty narrow, kind of like the Puma Liberate which is a shoe that I really like, but there's just not a lot underfoot. So it's great for really short, fast running, which I don't do a ton of. It looks great. I love it. Um, my daughter's showing her, me her hot glue gun handiwork. But um, yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, here's where it could get interesting, though. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in doing the USATF Masters Indoor Championships. Um, I think that's in March. And I feel like there, um, a Takumi Sen would be perfect. I'd have to double check the heights on it to make sure it's you know street legal, but um, I'm not. And then I'm, frankly, I'm not sure it is. But I don't really want to wear an, a, like an indoor, like a flat spike to do like an indoor mile. That sounds terrible <laughs> to me. So um, yeah, so like I, I, maybe, but I probably won't be doing it soon. Yeah, I don't. I don't think soon. I think I, I think I just saw Running Warehouse uh, put out a video on it though. Mm, all right, Dr. Josh is here. What up, fam? He says, "What up, co-fam?" Um, all right. JC said, first ever running bathroom emergency last night during a track workout. Facilities nearby, thankfully. I got to tell you what. Today for my 5K, um, the 5K was fine, but on my warm up. Like the second I was done, and, and whenever I run a 5K, there's always a lot of like dry heaving and like I gotta spit a lot. It's gross. You don't want to race near me. Um, but um, on the way back, as I was cooling down, my stomach started gurgling, or I guess kind of like below my stomach and in the intestinal area started gurgling. And I was like, oh boy, hopefully I'll make it home. Uh, and I've kind of had a weird stomach ache all day. I think it's because I took a gel on an empty stomach before, like right when, during my warm up. Uh, before the 5k today and I just think that like um, for me and Joe it's I gotta have like a little bit of something in the belly to kind of absorb it a little bit I think it kind of bothered me a little bit this gel I took was science and sport so not like the most like harsh of gels but I just think that like you know either that or the cold weather and the fluctuating temperatures are starting to get to me a little bit Adam Fierce's question for everyone is starting trying to start a fire in here he says New York thin or Chicago thick crust? <laughs> I, I think that the best pizza is the kind you grew up eating. But, um, and, and I think pretty much all pizza, even bad pizza, is good pizza. But um, I, I prefer like the, the East Coast style. Um, I do tend to eat a lot of Connecticut style pizza, which, um, you know, if you were to really press me for what the differences are, I'm not sure I'd be able to tell you. The crust always seems to be a little bit cracklier uh it doesn't have the same kind of has more of a crunch than a bite in terms of the crust compared to new york style and it always seems to be cut like really intentionally haphazardly that's the only thing that i can tell about the difference but like my sister lives in connecticut we eat at uh, i forget the place where we go to but um line's always super long and the pizza's always really good but a little bit different than what we grew up eating um, all right. And it says he said the volume at 100% tonight on the laptop. All right, let me, I'll turn it up a little bit. I, don't, I feel like I'm up a little bit. 
already than normal. I'll, I'll try talking closer to the microphone, too. So hopefully that'll help you. Um, sorry about that. Mm. All right, I'm going to scroll down. I think I'm way far behind you guys in a lot of the chat. Oh, yeah, Pepe's Pizza in New Haven. That's what we get. We get Pepe's um, whenever I go to my sister's house. I don't know. They, like, they cut it like crazy. Like, it just, it's aggravating, frankly, the way they cut it. Like, some parts of it are cut into strips. Some parts are into giant, like, no, this is bigger than a slice. You know, it's just, I don't know why they do it that way. But they've always been doing it that way, I think. Um, Daniel M., I agree with this, says Detroit style is underrated. I do think Detroit style is underrated. Um, there's a, uh, a local, I think it's local, there's a like a pizza place around here called Union Squared which is really, really good Detroit-style pizza. And I also particularly, as far as franchise pizza goes, I really like Jets, the Four Corners pizza, so good. There used to be, uh, whenever I had to drive out to a certain courthouse, I would always drive by a Jets, and I would always get it. So it would be like, Ugh, I can't believe I have to go to this courthouse today. Like, on the plus side, I'm going to get Jets pizza for lunch on the way back. <laughs> so so that was always a, that was always a plus. Eric Perriman likes Peace Chicago. Does a pretty good job at the New Haven style, along with good beer. You know, it's been a really long time since I've eaten that Peace. Um, I should, I, should I, I definitely need to go back. Uh, Frank says, Reefy question. When you ran tunnel, did you practice running downhill? Did you have a good sense of the pacing before you did it? Wondering if I just needed a downhill practice run for Tucson. Um, I did not practice running downhill, but I also think, I, I think you should, Frank, um, try and do a downhill practice run. But I feel like, um, aren't you getting like a crazy amount of vert? Just run down some of that vert. I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay. Um, but, uh, I, I think that maybe it's just the way I run. I think I'm a, like, uh, I'm well suited for downhill running. Um, like the things that people say like, oh, you're going to blow out your quads or it's harder to run downhill than uphill. Like all those things that people say, I'm just like, have you tried running downhill and then tried running uphill? Like you are you confusing the two maybe like i i love running downhill i i can run downhill all day um it just suits me really well i don't understand how it doesn't suit people well it's free speed but i don't know i i mean if you're worried about it do it but i wouldn't try to like super overtrain for it um in terms of the pacing i went i just went by effort and um i think that had i been really um tied to my watch pace um i think i would have sold myself short a little bit when i did tunnel marathon so i would say like you know um you know take the free speed and and, and go go by feel but you know i think also frank you're experienced enough to know if you're like letting yourself get carried away literally you know so i think you're i think you'll be fine um all right Dad runner Al says, first year runner, lately my heart rate is lower on runs, even though it feels the same. I was around 121 on mid pace after about five miles, now 110. Dad runner, are you, is it cooler where you are? Because that could be a, a big part of it. Um, once the temperatures get cooler, your body is not trying to um, cool itself down as much. And so uh, it's spending less effort to regulate itself. So that's that's a big that's a big one. Uh, Brian says the Takumi Sen is higher stack than previous versions. 33.27 according to Runner's World looks awesome, but might have to wait for a sale on those. 180 full price. 180 feels like a lot for a Takumi Sen. Um, what's with the 180 price point? A lot of shoes coming in at 180. The the Wave Rebellion was 180. 
or is 180 and then also the the under armor flow velocity win was 160 i like i think i, I think i mean i guess you're, they're shooting their shot i guess right so uh michael vozar said uh have you tried the 400 945s if so do you think they're worth getting or wait for the 955 um you know i don't i don't know when is the i have no idea about the 955 i haven't tried it i keep saying that i'm gonna get a, a 400 945 and then i never do i think it's just something i gotta hurry up and do um but that's probably the one that i would get because i get um well i make a lot of wrong turns when i'm running so i think for me like the like the biggest benefit for me trying a garmin watch would be to get those full color maps i don't know I'm, I'm really bad at reading maps though so i don't know how much it would really help but i do find that on other watches like koros and on on polar um the mapping uh requires a lot of work beforehand and so i don't find myself doing it all that much so i don't i don't so i, I don't know um yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Garmin doesn't really, does Garmin update their watches on a yearly basis? I feel like we've been on 945 for a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, a lot of other people would be able to answer that better than me. I don't know. Uh, Sainandran Ramasetti says, what's going on? Good to see you again. He says, hi, Kapuzi from India. Why Nike Vaporfly or Alphafly is making into your marathon uh, race date option? It isn't. I don't have either of them. That's the main reason why. Um, and I'm not that interested in running in either of them. I think that, uh, well, the Alpha Fly is still the same Alpha Fly uh, that was released in early 2019. And then the uh, Next Percent 2, I don't think is that different from the Next Percent 1. So I haven't felt really a need to, to re-review those shoes. Um, so, yeah. That's why uh, I'm not really thinking about them. But they're great shoes. Both of them are great shoes. I think Alpha Fly is probably one of the best marathon shoes ever made. So it's a, it's a good choice. Uh, Kevin Lara, what's going on, Kevin? He says, what up, brother? Good goal time for CIM. Maybe we can be in the same pack on race day. I'm going to shoot for three hours. So um, that's where I'm going to be at. Um, yeah, I was thinking about you the other day because um, it's almost time to head out to California. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully we'll see you there. I'm, very, I'm getting excited. I still have to book a hotel. I'm wait, waiting for my wife to help me on that one. Um, she's the plan maker, uh, of the, of the group. Although I did book my flights and I'm very proud of myself. I booked them all by myself. <laughs> uh. mm. All right. Let's see. Shannon says, I think some people probably pump the brakes downhill with their quads and end up so sore. I do like co take the free speed, fast steps, and then relax on the uphills. Yeah. That's not, I mean, I don't know. I think that I tend to, you know, everyone says like, you know, lean forward when you run. I still think, and I don't think, I think holding a camera probably exacerbates the problem when I run. I think I lean back a little bit. So like when you're downhill, I think that's just my normal running. Then I start to, you know, it balances me out, I guess. I don't know. I've been thinking about why I like downhill running so much. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to enjoy it, embrace it. Daniel M says the coach in running with the Buffalo says easy on the uphill and gun it on the downs. Yeah, I think that uh, it's uh, very much a more a European style of uh, uh, mountain running as well. Um, I think that 
how it's been described to me is that more of an American style of trail running is to just like charge up the uphills, like where the cavalry, you know, and then, um, and then cruise on the downhills. But I feel like that's when a lot of people get kind of overtaken, um, is on those downhills because you have to be, you still have to be strong, but you have to be very technical as well on going on those downhills. And I just really dislike going uphill. So like, um, when I think about trail ultra running, I'm like, power hiking, it's great. I love it. I'm good at, I, I like fartleks and I like running downhill and I don't like uphill. So power hiking and then like going, you know, really speeding down the hills is, uh, is a lot of fun. It's a fun way for me to run. All right. Ennis says, I'm hoping Emma, my daughter, will be home from hospital tonight. She is seven months pregnant and has been having a hard time. Oh, no. My two offspring are causing me more worry as I get older. Ooh. Well, I hopefully um, she'll be home today as well. So um, definitely be keeping Emma in our thoughts today, Ennis. Um, okay. Mm. Danny Tron says, what's the most comfy cushion shoe you can recommend? Right now, I'd probably go with the Fresh Foam More version 3. I just really like that one. It's nice. Um, I also really like the Bondi X. Um, but again, it's one of those shoes where I'm like, that's kind of expensive. You're supposed to, I don't know if it's really delivering that much uh, in terms of the price, but I do really like the Bondi X. Um, for me, the Bondi X fixes kind of all the things that I don't like about the Bondi. And I just, I, that one I also find to be very, very comfortable. But the easier one for me to recommend is the Fresh Foam More version 3, even though that isn't a cheap shoe either. Uh, Davis Hicks says, how do you feel about Honey Stingers? I don't like their gels. I love the Stroop Waffle. And their drink mixes uh, are, are pretty tasty. Very sweet. Um, but they, they, they've treated me well this last year. Leona's here. Good to see you, Leona. And... Midlife Runner says, hey, coach, are you going to up the sleep during the taper? Any excuse to sleep in for me? I'm going to try, but it's going to be really hard. And I'm feeling that um, sleep's going to be a little bit problematic. And I, I knew that going into it the way I was scheduling my kind of calendar. Because I'm going to be at TRE, uh, the running event in Austin. And I have a feeling it's going to be get up early to go on like a group run, uh, be on my feet like uh, for a lot of the day. Um, looking at shoes and stuff, what's coming for 2022 and then, um, doing whatever kind of, uh, evening activities and then editing a video and then repeating for several days. So I'm a little bit concerned about that, but you know, I'm leaving Austin on Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Um, so I'll be there from Tuesday to Thursday. And then, uh, once I get to California, I don't think I'm going to plan very much. I'm going to, there I'll probably try to do a lot of resting. So we'll see. so I think so. I'll try to. I've been trying to do a lot more sleeping now. I feel like it's as important to try to up your sleep during some of your hardest workout times. And like right now is kind of crunch time for me. So I've been trying to get more sleep. I think I have been getting more sleep. I think so. But, um, you know, as we were talking about at the top of the hour, like, you know, with the kids and real life and all that stuff happening sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it doesn't work all right uh tony vu says what's up everyone just realized I, need to, I realized i need to hold back on the booze on thanksgiving dinner to prep for cim it makes me question if i want to run this race again uh i mean yeah i mean i don't really drink that much anymore and this year we'll be doing thanksgiving uh just the four of us at our house so it's not going to be that 
different, I think, um, for me booze-wise. And, like, um, yeah, even when we go back to Grandma's house, like, uh, you know, I'm getting older now. I don't, I don't usually hit it that hard during Thanksgiving anymore. So it's a problem that has kind of resolved itself. To me, I think of it as a plus because it's like Thanksgiving is a time where I like to spend a lot of time on my feet. I'm relaxing with family. And so I feel like mentally it's a good recharge for me. So I think of Thanksgiving taper as a plus for CIM. I also think of Halloween taper as a plus for New York Marathon. And I also think of um, Oktoberfest as a plus post-race for Berlin Marathon. Not that you need, you know, a lot of um, extra reasons to do a world major marathon, but that's kind of how I see those races. Uh, all right. Brandon talking about the 945. He has the 945 LTE. It's an absolute beauty. I don't take advantage of 80% of the features, though. I feel like, isn't that for most people with most of the watches? Like, you get it for, like, the one specific thing. But, and also, nice to know, like, you know, like, for me, when I was looking at all these watches, I never would have thought that I would have done a triathlon. And then I did one, and I was like, oh, I got to use all these other things that are already in this watch. It's great. So it is really, uh, really nice to have the extra features. Um, Leona says, slight body aches, not COVID. Run or skip the run? I'd say for, I mean, I don't know. I'd say if you, if you, do you have a race coming up? You Are you doing CIM too? Yeah, you're doing CIM too, right? Um, for slight body aches now, I don't know. I would say go out for a little bit of a, depending on what you have on the calendar. If you've just got some easy miles on there, go out for a little bit. If it doesn't shake out in the first mile or so, turn it around, you know? Um, because like, you know, we're towards the end of the training block. So I think it's better to be fully healthy than get in another like threshold workout or another medium run, you know, it's hard advice to follow. I'll tell you, but it's, it's simple advice, but hard advice to follow. All right. Um, let's see. Mark Ingham says, this coming Black Friday or Cyber Monday, what are the daily trainers to look out for? That's a good question. You know, I I don't usually find that there are great deals on running sneakers um, for Black Friday. Usually when I think about Black Friday deals, I think about apparel um, quite a bit. I think about consumables like your um, protein sh recovery shakes, your like your sport drink, your gels, things like that. Um, running sunglasses, all the accessories, I think, and, uh, and apparel and electronics too, um, are the things that I really look for when it comes to Black Friday deals. The running shoes, I, I mean, I think Running Warehouse is doing a big Black Friday sale. I think they usually do. So that might be a place to look to see, but, um, I'll have to look into that. I'll have to check it out, but offhand, I don't know. Um, all right, let's see. How are we doing on time today? We're doing okay. I, I forgot. I got to leave a little bit early to go get those pizzas. All right, Antonio Rodriguez says, I'll be in the CIM three-hour pack too. Awesome. I will see you there, Antonio. Sub three or die, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go for it. I mean, I'm going to go for it until the wheels fall off, you know. Hopefully, that happens a little bit after the finish line, you know. But we'll, we'll see. Um, 
Liam Mahoney says, it's about to get snowy in here in Montreal, but I want to keep running this winter. Any recommendations for running shoes that won't break the bank? Thanks. I would say get last year's uh, light trail or last year's crossover, like hybrid trail shoes. Those, I think, are tend to be really good. Uh, so you can run. A lot of them are really good on pavement, asphalt, uh, sidewalk, concrete. But also, if it gets slushy or a little bit wet, it's got a little bit of extra tread and grip in there. So that's my kind of go-to um, uh, choice. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that's going to depend on kind of like, are you running on salted and plowed surfaces? Is it icy? You know, some people do that thing with the, is it the Saucony Peregrine that has little like markers in it that tell you where you could drill holes so you could put screws in your shoes? Like, I've never done that before. It seems very intense to me um but you know it depends on where you are you got to do what you got to do um where i'm at it's usually well plowed um and salted but if it's not salted it's usually at least well plowed so sometimes i'm getting you know knee deep ankle deep uh not usually knee deep but more like you know into the shins in the snow and you know a good trail shoe usually is good enough for me in those kind of situations Um, do a couple more Daniel M wants to know is there any shoe brand you have wanted to try out but haven't yet like an entire shoe brand um, Topo uh, for some reason I just never like I, I would love to understand that like their product line a little bit better but like it never is like oh I want to well I want to hurry up and get on the internet and buy one of those it just doesn't it's not super exciting I guess um but I do feel like they probably have a lot of real solid performers in their lineup that I just don't know about. So that that would be one. The other line that I really want to, and I'm probably going to explore a lot more of those this year, is going to be the Adidas Terex line, their trail shoes. I think they've been making really good trail shoes for a couple of years now, and I just am unaware of any of them. I've not tried any of them before. So that's kind of like my hypothesis, and uh, I'm going to put that to the test. The designs are beautiful. Um, I love it, the way that they designed their trail shoes. And, you know, when they're coming in at, you know, high 10s, 11 ounces, I don't mind that on the trail. When they do that for the road, it's kind of annoying. But when they do it for the trail, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yosef mm. Yoler says, ever had troubles with Martin? I've only had trouble with him one time. The, and the trouble was I had one Martin gel that I was like saving and I saved it too long and it got puffy. Got very, very puffy. I ended up throwing that one away. Um, but other than that, I, I, I love the Martin. I think the Martin calf is great, but it's strong. Um, and that caffeine really hits you hard. So, you know, you got to take it easy on some of those. I think I wouldn't do like two in a row. I usually go like caffeinated, uncaffeinated, caffeinated, uncaffeinated. Um, and if it's summer race, I'm also, I'll mix a different brand of gel that has more salt. But um, I, I really like the Martin gels. Cuddle says, hey, Co, what's your thoughts on the Nova Blast SPS, the sneaker version for casual wear? I'm not aware of the Nova Blast SPS. I've not seen that before. I have been wearing the Tarther Edge, which is FF Blast foam in a dad shoe. Or it looks more like just like a retro running shoe from like the late like late 80s, early 90s. Super comfortable. I really enjoy that one a lot. Uh, 
Um, but I'm not familiar with the Nova Blast SPS. I do like the Nova Blast as a walking shoot, like walking around, very comfortable for that too. All right, let's scroll down. Oh man, I'm so far behind you guys today. We got Ray with the super chat. Thanks so much, Ray. He says, besides the $180 Mizuno Rebellion, could you recommend a good introduction shoe to the brand for $135 or less? I mean, I think the best introduction to Mizuno would be the Wave Rider. It's their daily trainer. I feel like it's kind of like, um, it's very much like the Ghost. Or the Ghost is very much like the Wave Rider. Um, they both have a 12 millimeter drop. They both have been around for a really long time. And they're both like pretty much never going to change because they have a real diehard faithful following that buys them up every single year and it sells really well. I just don't love it. Either the Brooks Ghost or the Wave Rider. Now they've changed the Brooks Ghost a little bit. They changed the foam up a little bit to make it a little bit softer. And then the Wave Rider got some of that Mizuno Energy foam last year, but not enough of it, I think. Because, they're, again, they're not going to change that shoe drastically very quickly. Um, but that's where I would uh, kind of start with Mizuno. Um, they have a really wide product range offering. And the, all the products have the word wave in it somehow, which gets to be a little bit confusing, I will say. Mm. All right. Kyle McHugh's here. What's going on, Kyle? Hopefully you're recovering well from New York. Says, just stopping by. Have you ever used Unived gels or other products? I've used Unived pretty much everything. And right now I am taking their Unived. There's like a, a beetroot powder with some uh, like fats in it. I don't know which fat. I think it's like coconut oil or some sort of other fat like that. Um, it's not tasty. It's actually kind of gross. But um, I do like taking the beet. I've, they have a variety of different beet B-E-E-T root products or yeah, beet products. Um, and I've overall just been enjoying taking those. And then I've taken the gels. They make coffee, which just feels like coffee with some sugar added to it. Um, but it is pretty good because coffee with sugar is good. Uh, but um, I've done uh, the recovery powders, I think is the best thing that they make both the vanilla and the chocolate. It's got a bunch of turmeric in it, and it's very, very nice. Your body ends up craving that weird turmeric flavor. Um, and I've tried all the gels. I like the coffee-flavored ones, and the, the salt. there's like a salted caramel, which also really good. I wish that one had caffeine in it. Then it would be like the perfect gel. Really, really good. Um, yeah, I've, I've, tried, I've tried like all of them. Really good stuff. Um, <laughs> Shannon said, uh, for... For her race, she had six Martin during the race, and, it, and she's looking forward to not consuming another one for a long time. Yeah, the the last run that I did last weekend, I, I think because it's getting colder, um, it's even more, like, gummy, you know? And so uh, I was having a hard time <laughs> eating them. I would, like, take half of the gel, like, kind of, like, you know, s like, squeeze it in, uh, using the teeth to kind of, like, strain or just, like, squeeze the, the gel out of the pack. And then I'll just be like, oh, this is a lot. And I'll just kind of hold it and kind of chew on it for a little bit. And I'll be like, okay, other half now, you know, and then eat the other half. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, um, it's definitely unique texture and flavor. That's for sure. All right. Um, I think that's going to be a good place to leave it for today. Uh, tomorrow's video is going to be on the 5k that I ran this morning for the a6 Ekaden challenge. If I think I talked about this before, uh, I'm doing it with Emily Heller, Edbud, and FOD runner, Andy. Uh, we did a 
Ekaden Relay team last year, so we're doing it again this year. And um, so there should be some content coming out from some of your favorite creators about the Ekaden Challenge. If you guys are doing an Ekaden Relay team, let me know. Like, either tag me on Instagram or something. Let me know. I'd love to see what you guys are doing. I'll share it out to everybody, too, um, for everyone that's doing the Ekaden Relay. And today, I think it's on right now. Was it a little while ago? There's like in Michigan, they've got that uh, Ekaden Pro Relay um, that like Bowerman sends a team. Brooks has a team out there. Uh, Minnesota Distance Elite has a team out there with two third place world major marathon finishers, um, Annie Frisbee and Dakota Lindstrom. Is that? I forget how to say her last name. Um, Finished third in Boston and then uh, Annie Frisbee finished third in New York. So that's a pretty stacked Ekaden team. Um, so that's also going on, I think, today. It is today. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's today. So uh, lots of Ekaden content uh, out there in running YouTube. So that's coming up tomorrow. And then after that, later we'll do a, uh, a live stream. Tomorrow's going to be happy hour. So bring your recovery beverage of choice. I'm going to bring some new uh, protein shakes for tomorrow. So 